Welcome to Thrones and Scones, your weekday morning podcast where we talk Game of Thrones and we do it over breakfast. It's Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you here on this Tuesday. Tackling Season 6, Episode 7, The Broken Man and Orange Cardamom. The Broken Cardamom. That wasn't funny. I'm starting to think that I'm not funny, you guys. You ever, whoa, whoa, whoa. You ever, do you ever have it's such a, a terrible realization? <laughs> yeah, that I do. About me or about you? About myself. Oh, right. well, good. Okay. Good. That, that I can get on board with. I was, I was looking for sympathy. <laughs> like, no, You'll Tony, find you none said, of that to your you good You said that sir. one thing once. That, that one thing. That we laughed at, and then one of you would go like, actually, no, it was just himself laughing, echoing, because he Remember was doing that it Remember that dumps like a truck statement? That was you, right? Yeah. <laughs> no? That wasn't? Oh. <laughs> Nuts. Well, one thing I can do, flawless uh, impressions. Flawless. And if, you guys, if you guys have any requests here for the, the little, I, very, very brief plot recap. I, I, I know it just just went horribly last time, but I really like the idea of guessing I'm, me too. Of I'm guessing who, who it is. Who the accent is, yeah. Name that Game of Thrones. All right, so yeah, yesterday we did Littlefinger, and I thought it was did pretty we? good. Did we do Littlefinger? Was that and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I got to think of a, uh, I've got to think of a Game of Thrones character with a specific enough voice that I could do. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm willing to allow it to go outside of Game of Thrones, but you would have to give us some sort of direction, some sort of context, yeah. Outside of Game of Thrones, okay. yeah. Okay. Anything, anything you want, but there just needs to be some sort of context. Because how about just... you guys? So how about if you guys pick the context then? Ah, okay. you guys give me some something. You can't a give movie, me a, te- you... a television show, a form of media, you, and you then can... I will give make you guess a specific thing. You can't give me this much leash. You know what happened with that superhero game and when we were trying to play that YouTube superhero <laughs> I game. Know. I can't true, follow was... these rules, Tony. But but I, yeah, you I tried think... very vehemently to not follow the rules. Let's do X Men. What? Who? What do you mean X from the movies? <laughs> yeah, why not? Although I'm really sitting there thinking, I'm like, fuck, yeah, I, I know, wouldn't recognize. I know any like of them. one of those actors. Yeah, there's there's fine, one fine, fine, X Men voice you could do. Well, we could do, let's it. just do Avengers then. That's 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 relevant. Okay, the Avengers universe. Yes, anything. Do I at Avengers. least have Hans's thing where it's it can be potentially any of them up to the most recent movie? Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. All right, anyone okay. in that universe? Okay. Um. <clears throat> hmm. The High Sparrow eyes another target. Jamie confronts a hero. Arya makes a plan. The North is reminded. That's strange. No. Pre-Doctor Strange. Okay. Actually, I mean... I'm not Doctor Strange. I have all the information on Stephen Strange. If I wanted to be, I could be. But I wouldn't. Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. This is a flawless yes. impression here. Maybe it, from it, a movie that you tried no, to forget no, about. No, 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 no. It's um it's the it's the robot guy who makes uh yeah uh, Ultron? Come, Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. yeah. I haven't ding, seen ding, that movie. Ding. What? <laughs> there are you... no strings on me. 
good. It's good. Oh, that was the cre- one of the creepier uh, movie trailers. Where it, what the first trailer for uh, Age of Ultron, which again, not a great movie. Uh, recently watched it on TV. Still not great. Um, although not as cringy as I gave it credit for originally. Uh, the the first trailer is just like them going through all the broken stuff in the movie, like everything looking pretty desolate. And it's just Ultron really creepily reciting Pinocchio's I've got no strings. And it's, it's really terrifying. Creepy. Anyway, anyway. Um, so that's, what's going on. I know you guys are probably focused on the terrible voice more than anything else, but, uh, what, tell me a little bit, regale me for a chance in your own voices or others about season six, episode seven, The Broken Man. Give me your thoughts. Jeremy, take it away. Better than the last episode for me. Building okay. up to, I think, the end of the season, which is great for this uh, the season. Um, so I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I won't say it's my favorite. Clearly, I've already made that statement prior. Uh, well, that was more for episode four, I think. Um, I thought it was the best episode for that so far. But there's a lot that happens in this, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It's good up. Good up. Yeah. Started strong. Yeah, it did. Started great. Did. I I honestly kind of forgot about this whole country bumpkin hound bit. Yeah. Um, which it was our opening thing. Uh, Hans, by the way, the hound is alive. Yeah. Hound is alive. In case you, for, in case did, you uh, forgot. Did you know that? I did. Kept you guys uh, spoiler free. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, he's back. He's building a church. He uh, with Brother Ray. Is that his name? Yeah, I wrote it okay. down. I wrote brother. brother Ray, brother. And uh, yeah, we get we do get some exposition filled conversations, but they, yeah, they, you know they seemed all right. Um, I like that dude. I liked his. Uh, it's kind of cool the fact that this is like the positive side of 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 what the faith is doing in the world, where it's just like oh, it's just bringing these people together. They're just doing a thing. And really, all of them looked pretty happy just having a purpose. Whereas then, you know, on the other side, it's kind of tearing down our whole plot. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a big, uh, relatively well-known face, that actor. Who is it? He's, uh, like I said, relative. He's in John Wick's, I believe. John yeah. Wick's. Is that where... Uh, is that where Keanu Reeves is like a murderous candle salesman? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and then he's also in that show that I have yet to watch, I believe, about the like gods that are humans or something. Gods that live among us. I don't know. American gods? Yes. I believe he's okay. I haven't show. seen that either. I haven't seen it. It looks okay. Heard, oh. it, heard it's decent. He kind of looks like I might cast him to be some sort of Greek <laughs> mythological figure. He's good. I, th- I like him as an actor, though. I think he's, he's believable. Yeah, so. yeah he was the character great. was good. The arc very short lived. Oh, yes, yeah. God. Uh, it made it all the way from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, and uh, the Hound was ready to give up fighting and just kind of carry logs all by himself. And now he is ready to Rambo. <laughs> like, yeah, I know he grabs an axe. <laughs> burning purpose in this dude's eyes. Uh, just ready to freaking go. But uh, we we will get into that. Other than that, uh, some of my favorite stuff happened up north. We get to see John and Torment, although mostly Torment, <laughs> rally the free folk once again. Um, John's 
and Sansa start to kind of build their forces up, realize they're going to need to go out and get the support of these houses. Mm -hmm. And we Mm -hmm. see one, uh, two actually such interactions. First of all, they go to Bear Island and just like Horn Hill, Bear Island is freaking immaculate. Yep. Uh, why anyone would ever leave there to fight in anybody's shitty war is beyond me. Just stay near your weird winter waterfalls and and hang out forever. Um, I think I think I might live on Bear Island instead of Karth, guys. You know? Yeah, it's a sweet place. Yeah, Dorne is also nice. So little cold. Uh, Dorne, yeah, Dorne is Dorne is great. Dorne is also. I mean, there's a coup going on right now. Other than that, small problem. A lot of Dorne poisoning. A lot of poisoning. Could also you could also make the point that there is a coup happening in the north. I suppose maybe um, Liana Mormont we get introduced to who is just fucking awesome, just a badass. Great uh, scene. This, this little eight year old, great, great scene, great. <laughs> <laughs> Giving the business to John and and Sansa, um, although not so much so. Really, kind of just testing their metal and ultimately coming around. And then actually, like, going with them as well, which I think is a thing that is overshadowed. She not only sends, like, 62 men or whatever she's able to give them, but but she herself ends up going with them, um, which is cool. Uh, And then, on the opposite side of that coin, they have less good luck. uh, I don't remember. Is it Deepwood Mott? I don't know who the Glovers are, where the Glovers are at. But uh, wherever they go to talk to the Glovers, uh, they kind of get turned away and basically said, like, you need to leave because I could be branded a traitor for you even being here. Um, they, are, they are counting the Starks dead in the water. Which is a shame, because I feel like they were on a roll, right? I mean, like, the um, the House of the Glover, that was that was a big deal for them, right? Wasn't that, like, the one they were hoping would come more than um, Bearmont? Bearmont? Yeah. Is that, is <laughs> I love is? House Bearmont. <laughs> What was this? Which one is it? A oh, Bear Island. Sorry, Bear Island. My bad. Yeah, Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's about time I've I've uh, I've fucking misspoke. So it's been a while. Yeah. That was a good one. A... I like that one. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, also, just just one note from the Bear Island scene. Um, Davos really gets a lot of characters out of <laughs> out of some bad situations. Yeah, he does. He is he is one smooth, <clears throat> persuasive motherfucker. Smooth so I talker. Think you were saying that the books, Stannis is really only there to tell Davos's story. Uh, and in the show, and I'm, this point's probably just going to make no sense, but the show to me, Davos still seems very much like a secondary character in the show, yet he's always there and he's like such a big impact. I don't know. Yeah. And I should have phrased that differently. I, I guess I don't necessarily mean Stannis exists to tell Davos' story. I mean that Stannis' story is told through Davos. Oh, yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so it, it plays it off like he's kind of the, the important part there. I, I think you get similar character vibes. You understand that he is um, from a... Ugh, like, they, they want you to embrace his character but they don't necessarily want to make him important like a main right. guy yeah. Right. yeah okay that makes but. it that's kind of how i get him in the show too and I, I i like davos i like a lot of his interactions oh yeah he's, he's a good dude but uh i just thought uh thought that was interesting i have a lot of moments in the show that i really liked some smaller than others i don't know if you guys down. you guys ready for this rundown yeah so first of all tormund Again, what a good character. Like he they could have mm-hmm. written that character so much differently and it still would have worked. But 
I think making him so likable and and you know making sense and being that kind of badass dude, and uh, just a really just a really cool character, I think. Yeah. Um, and then because I feel like he very well could have been that just kind of complete asshole who still knows it's the right thing to do, but but it's cool that they make him still like like John, even though he doesn't have you know he could have kept all that hate and stuff for for the crows and all that but uh he's just a little bit more of a logical character which i, I think plays out really well um i and think ginger. he could <laughs> and ginger kiss uh, by fire yeah um but what is which is what a good character i think and like i said in in uh like I said, but that character could have been written so differently and still probably would have worked like i think he could have been just a complete asshole even to John and yeah. all that stuff, but but still doing the right thing. And, and I don't think I would have liked that as much, but I feel like that could have very easily been the way he was written. And uh, I'm glad they didn't do that. But anyway, awesome character. What I want to mostly point out about this scene with Tormund, uh, standing up for John, like, you know, rallying these wildlings to fight for John. Uh, you know, at the end, we get that very typical like medieval or just general badass handshake, right? Where they, they just like <laughs> grab the whole arm <laughs> after he puts that arm out. Uh, how freaking badass. I think I'm just going to, whatever, I'm just going to start doing that as my normal handshake. <laughs> yeah. Like when people when people put their hand out to shake your hand, I'm just going to full-blown do the whole arm thing. <laughs> like No matter where I'm at, at work, the hospital, wherever, I'm just going to full arm that thing and just stare them down. <laughs> it's empowering. It is uh, just how sweet. especially like I imagine as somebody who's going to be administering, you know, care to a patient. Basically, like how in good hands are they going to feel? Oh man, they're going to feel <laughs> like the yeah, confidence gonna... in their in their uh, in their pharmacist <laughs> right now is top tier. <laughs> yeah, they're going to. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's honestly going to work really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other other scenes that I really really like. Um, I love the scene with Jamie and Bron. Uh, Bron's got a really good line there that I thought was just so good. When uh, he's Bron's basically kind of like getting tired of being told to do things, right? When he's being told to kind of help set up this siege, uh, mm-hmm. where Jamie and him going, he he's like, "I was promised this castle. I was promised a lordship, all this stuff." And Jamie's like, "Oh no, you'll get it. You'll get it." Lannister's always, and then he Bron cuts him off and just says, "Don't say it. <laughs> Don't fucking say it." <laughs> That whole interaction uh, is great, yeah. So, so great. And then I did, like, uh, as you brought up, I, I thought the Bear Island scene was all really good. I thought Liana Mormont, good character. I thought that was all really cool to add in there. And then, of course, to round out, uh, to round that out, we we do we head to Volantis, get some jugs. Get some Ooh, jugs, get, exactly. Get a little, uh, get a little. I have Volantis ladies written down here. I don't have context. Is this uh, the Ironborn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yara yeah, okay. and Theon. So yeah, so we get a uh, Yara and Theon out there. Yara, lezzing it up, lezzing yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was I thought was was f- funny, and I thought it was a, a fine, you know, nice casual introduction to the fact. I think that they try to force it later on a little bit. Um, with what? With what line? Any specific line or? <laughs> uh, it could be. I'm gonna fuck the tits off that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little forced, uh, but uh, but it's funny and it's you know it's a it's an interesting little uh, 
twist for Yara. I don't think something that's in the books. It's fine. Yeah, it was good. Um, anything else? I noticed no Arya on your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. She gets stabbed by the faceless chick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, Arya has been quite careful. She's been sleeping in this weird little alcove yeah. underneath Dark. a bridge. Yeah. And now she's just like, she she pays off somebody in pretty broad daylight and then just goes to admire this, the Titan's ass. And uh, she's like, ah, oh, what a fine ass. <laughs> and then this woman comes up and she's like, ah, dearie, admiring the Titan's ass. And she goes, yeah, oh, 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 get stabbed. Of course she's going to get stabbed. Um, I did really like after that, like she gets stabbed. And uh, I think it's this episode. I guess it could be the next one. Um it goes no, into it goes into one. the next one, yeah. Yeah. So she gets stabbed and she like gets out. She she jumps off the bridge, climbs out the water downstream a bit, and then she's walking through that crowd, and you have that like frantic back and forth with her and the crowd, and it's like everyone she makes eye contact with, she's super jumpy. It really does a great job of, you know, you have no idea who is and isn't your enemy right now. Like when you're, when I think this is the first time that it's really played up the coolness of, uh, you know, this assassin could literally be anybody and you never know. Right. Yeah. That was really cool. And just the fact that no one is helping her either. <laughs> she's obviously like, yeah. she's <laughs> bleeding, bleeding out. out. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that is all. Uh, oh, I had one more note from the episode. That was Elena. Um, basically getting a kind of drawing from Marjorie, which I guess is just to signify that like, Hey, I'm good. I I, I know who I am. Yeah. Like I, I haven't lost my mind. I, I gotta do this or something. That's, that's how I took it too. It's just, uh, just her saying that she's just, this is an act to get through this or to kind of work this from the inside or something. But yeah. yeah. What was your, what was you guys' least favorite parts about the episode? Um, I think that the uh, see uh, the scene after that with Elena and Elena Cersei, and Cersei, yeah, uh, it didn't. It wasn't a bad scene necessarily. I thought it was way too long. Yeah, and yeah. I just didn't really buy. I I didn't know what they were setting up. Knowing what happens down the road, I can kind of see like maybe Cersei is really playing ahead, but I kind of don't think she is. So I I almost don't get that scene at all. I think that was my least favorite part. Yeah, I think that that pro- that would probably be mine too. I don't. I guess I don't really have any like major, yeah, major gripes about this episode. I thought I thought overall it was pretty pretty solid episode. Yeah, and it, it builds right. into next episode so well. Oh, so yeah. that's why I really didn't like. I think and I watched these back to, seven and eight back to back. So I was like, oh, I didn't write much negative about this episode. Well, I mean, I think some of the stuff with uh, and uh, not at all. Uh, I mean, I think some of it, like the Yara Yara scene, is a little over the top. No, no. <laughs> that's game of that that's game of, that's game of that. Thrones. And, so. and of course, we're all about equal opportunity. So if you'd like to join us tomorrow for season six, episode eight at thronesandscones.com or wherever you're listening in, we're going we're going to get a penis, but we'll get into that then. Uh, sure. For the time being, I have a question for you. But before I pose it, I I, I have another question for you. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, Tony. How's that go? <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. So that takes away one of my questions was, it was going to be, do you guys want to hear how my scone is? Oh, perfect. So now we can satisfy two questions with one, <laughs> two birds, one scone, as they say. <laughs> as they say. I had a orange cardamom scone today. Interesting. 
it was it was homemade. It sounded a little funky. Found the recipe online, gave it a whirl, Whoop. and it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, okay. We were we were attempt we were thinking about attempting uh, making one of these more citrus fruit scones. How did that how did that work out for you when you were making it with the with the orange? The orange was good. Um, so one of the ones that I've had up until this point was like way too strong. So I was I was hoping that this would be a bit more subtle. It really was. It probably could have used a little extra. And the cardamom thing, it, it was really subtle. I even added more on top of the scone afterwards, and it was still just really, really subtle. So I feel like um, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not saying I wanted it to be overpowering, but I wanted it to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, um, was there any glaze to this at all, or was it just? Uh... I put a yeah, I did a little glaze on it. The glaze was good. Because without, you know, instead of using like cream or something to mix in with the powdered sugar, you use a little orange juice. Yeah. I was going to say, is that how you worked make it out? That, yeah. Make it that glaze. Yeah. Glaze was good. Glaze was solid. Did what you use any of like the peel at all for any of the... Uh, yeah. It was like, I think, I can't remember the recipe entirely, but it was like, yeah, an orange's worth of of, of uh, peel in the yeah. batter dough. That's not what it's, it's called. I'm trying to think it. of the name of it. When you use like the microplane to zest it. Yeah. yeah. Zest that yeah. bish. Zest Interesting. it. Yeah, we were, gonna, we were thinking about trying like a, a grapefruit one. Ooh, that sounds good. Just, just to mix it up. The only, my that concern is... is sweetness, right? It's The grapefruit yeah. are, are not inherently that sweet. So it might have to be, we might have to do like a little mixed fruit something. But there you go. But well, anyway, just just make your uh, batter for your scone a little sweet when you do it. A little it. sweeter. Yeah. Consider me naive, but what is cardamom? Tis a spice. Um, and to be fair, when I read it, I was thinking cloves. Okay. And so Oof, then I bought it weird. and I, I opened it and I was like, oh, no, this is not what I was thinking I was going to be smelling. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's definitely a scent and taste that you have experienced. Okay. It's kind of one of those. I feel like it's into a lot of Indian Christmas-y cooking. ones. Yeah, they use it in Indian food a lot. Yeah. Um, it's It was good. It was fine. It was, mm. I just wish that it added, it sounded funky. I wanted it to be a little funky. Okay. So we're talking in the realm of like, of that clove, of that coriander, of that nutmeg. Probably, yeah, probably closer to coriander actually, because yeah. it's not as not as like Christmas spicy as I was okay. expecting. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all know that coriander and cilantro are the same thing. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like coriander, they're like little seeds here in America, little seeds. But they're just the fruit of the, or the fruit or the seed, you know, whatever, of the coriander plant, which is what we call cilantro. But then, like, in Europe, they just call that coriander as well. So if you see recipes that, like, say, garnish with coriander, what it means is garnish with cilantro. You'll see that in Indian food a lot. Oh, did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah. That was that great timing by our what, though, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you done with GOT? Yeah, you know, you know me. So Rob okay. the other day was Rob, singing. Rob Bullock, our friend. Rob Bullock, our friend. Uh, and Rob's your uncle. This is his podcast. Uh, shameless plug. The thong song. Yeah, he was. Excellent song. The other day being uh, eight days ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. 
Uh, but anyway, singing the thong song the other day. Uh, you guys know how I feel about Cisco. You're a big fan. Huge fan. Doesn't get uh, enough credit. Doesn't? No, not nearly enough. Never enough. But anyway, I just when I was listening to that song again, <laughs> as I do most days. Uh, sure. It's your alarm uh, clock. One of the verses is. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are aware. Uh, one of the verses <laughs> lines is dumps like a truck (laughs) (laughs) truck truck dumps like a truck 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 uh and i just wonder is like i mean i i mean i get i get the line (laughs) but when i just hear it it doesn't sound like what i know he means and i'm starting to think that when i it is it just sexy to have just a massive dumps (laughs) Like just well, yeah. dump truck level dumps is what you want in your woman. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> what I imagine is like this forty-person boardroom that wrote this song. Uh, you know, they're like they're going through and they're like, all right, well, we're gonna get Cisco in here, just kind of get a feel for what he's thinking for our next big song of the summer, and then we're gonna we're gonna spend the next twelve minutes cranking <laughs> it out here with all forty of us. <laughs> and Cisco comes in and he's like, all right, here's what we want to do. <laughs> I want to center the whole song around booty, and they're like, great, Cisco, that's right up our alley. And uh, he's like, he's like, I got two things that must be in the song. Uh, uh, let me see that thong. Really got to be the, the focal point. But arguably, the lead up to everything is dumps like a truck. Figure it out. Figure and, it out. Uh, I guess my concern is that if I'm totally, whatever you're into, man, uh, I'm fine with it. But if if your chick is taking dumps like truck a truck level <laughs> dumps, like if she is dumping like a truck, do you really want that chick in a thong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, I kind of agree with Tony. I also picture that boardroom, and then there's, like, Tom in the corner, who's been a little constipated, right? And then he starts <laughs> hearing Cisco talking about dumps, and he's like, God, I wish I could take a dump like a truck. And then he's like, oh, not long, and he gets it, and he's like, this is genius. This is our song. And he greenlit the whole thing. He just greenlights it. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm All because up the he lyrics wanted some right now as well. <laughs> so, the... <laughs> The lyrics to that little beautiful bridge, of course. She had dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, what, what. Or maybe that's a misprint. Maybe it's actually like she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. I was like, what, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, all night long. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, like, I think I'll sing it again. Like, as if the audience wasn't properly paying attention to the fact that this chick is dumping like a Tonka here in his, uh, in his beach palace or wherever that video was filmed. And uh, we still didn't listen until right now when Hans uncovers the actual truth. I don't know. Doesn't make me love it any less. Probably more. Probably more. Now, Cisco, Cisco is not a stranger to podcasting. No. He's a big video game you know? fan, too. Big video game. So maybe Cisco could come on this podcast and explain that song. Everything. The song, his choices, Ryan. Game of Thrones. Doesn't even have to talk about that. Talk about whatever you want, Cisco. Yeah. You're welcome. We'll give you 40, 45 minutes that will arguably turn into an hour and 50. And uh, and you just you roll with it. You do what you got to do. 